0: Hello, you're listening to Rosie and Jessica's Day of Fun, episode 131 Scams and Exams. Before we start the show, I just wanted to pop in and say that we wholeheartedly support the Black Lives Matter movement, and to that end, we're going to be donating all of our June takings on our Patreon to Black Lives Matter UK. If you're looking for another UK-based charity to support at the moment, uh, then we also suggest you look at UK Black Pride and Black Minds Matter, which is a mental health charity for black people living in the UK. Thanks very much. Look after yourselves at the moment and enjoy the show. I'm Rosie. I'm Jessica. And you're listening to Rosie Rosie and and Jessica's Jessica's Day Day of of fun. Fun. Fun, fun, fun. Now, we didn't record for a couple of weeks, because you had essays, and civilization, as we know, collapsed. So, um, w- whoops. Oopsie. <laughs> um, Again. Correlation is not causation, but yeah, lockdown continues. Uh, uh, allegedly. Uh, allegedly. They they just, like, so I, I'm doing a thing called shielding. Uh, all of the words are really bad. Social distancing should be called physical distancing because it's about staying away from people, not like not socializing. Not being socially distant. <sighs> I've been doing that for years. Right. Um. Then they 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 were like, oh, by the way, shielders, uh, you can go and meet a person from another house. But they did that in a press release to the Sunday papers. So <laughs> like midnight I've been on a Sunday, my blood has been on a rolling boil for the last two to three weeks. You know uh we're, we're all just uh yeeting statues into harbors um and i for one am here uh, support that um, yep yeah, it was spectacular if it turns out that i in the future my deeds were abhorrent i want you to throw my statue in the uh <laughs> river i i like how uh, in this future you've managed to do something that got you a statue I managed to get me a statue, but also by the standards of the future, and actually, let's face it by the standards of the time, it wasn't like they were at the time were like everyone supports this. It turns out I not only managed to get a statue, but also I was um, dreadful, yeah, yeah, it's not just like a values dissonance thing, I think it's the difference between accepted and acceptable, which yes not the same thing for sure um there was a great tweet that said uh it was different times is how you excuse wearing low-slung jeans and listening to Nickelback, not the slave trade. Uh, uh, I was like, I'm not going to I'm not gonna listen to this stupid announcement. I'm going to continue shielding, as I have been advised to. No changes for me. Unfortunately, Um, I love following rules. So even if you tell me the rules have changed and I don't agree with them, I was like, I'm going to go out. I can go out. So I went for a walk all by myself round the block wearing a mask. Oh, she's dangerous. Um, uh, but I did that. I went out and and then I went to the. I went out twice last week and then I went to the shop on Sunday. God, you absolute rebel! I know. I'm I'm um the R rate the rosy rate doesn't make sense. Uh, but aside from that, I'm in my house. Uh, I'm not attending protests because it's in my. I am still extremely vulnerable. Um, I've got a heart condition. If you punch me, it's murder. <laughs> so Yeah. Um how are you, Jessica? I'm fine. I've finished all of the essays and things that I have been writing. It was a lot. Yeah. But it's done now. Right, it was a lot. Especially as when you told me that they don't actually count towards your final grade. They do not. Um but like you need to obviously I need to do them. Yeah. So I need they need to be I need to pass the units. Oh, okay to To be able to complete my degree, but the they don't the grades that I receive for these does not make mm. up the final grade that I receive, final mark that I receive for my degree overall. That is just my MA project slash dissertation. They're the same thing. Interesting that they call it an MA project and not just a dissertation. Yeah, I mean I think it is it like it is a dissertation, but I think because oh, I'll tell you why it is. Um it's because not everyone not every course writes a dissertation. Some people are doing practical stuff. Because some people are doing practical stuff. So mm-hmm. we we are writing so my my MA project is a dissertation. It's stages and levels. There you go. Um, yeah I mean mine was yes, a story, so mine wasn't working. Really... Workshop that. Yeah, my <clears throat> my masters, um, from the the first essay every submission counted and they averaged it out and then I think well maybe this is just what my friends did because quite frankly my master's was ages ago and I don't remember (laughs) but I think it was you had to get a certain grade in your dissertation to achieve that grade even if you got it with the average um but I uh took my master's very seriously um, in a way that I keep boasting about as if that's somehow special to be like, um when I did my degree I actually did the work for it. Um but I didn't the first time round, so it is quite unusual. <laughs> <laughs> um I've been handing things in like before the deadline. Like no, obviously things I always hand things in before the deadline. I've never I've never had anything past the deadline, but like if things are due in at three PM on the the deadline day, I've handed them in like at least the night before. Incredible. I think the only the only thing I've handed in on the day so far is the most recent essay that I wrote. Um, it was uh, I I mean I worked hard on it. It's not I don't think it's a, it's a particularly good essay, but I'll tell you what it is and that is written. Right. But the other what the one I handed in the day before was I thought quite good in places. So there we go. But yeah, one I one one that I'd handed in the previous week was due in on Wednesday. I handed it on a Saturday afternoon. Right, incredible. I think I got a couple of things in earlier on my. I've degree, but never done that. Oh, no. Bachelors Jessica is like, so excited about this. I love this for us. Yeah. I mean, I don't think I ever ran to get anything into the York English Department uh, office, but I did. I was aware of the time as I left my house because I used to do what? Physical hand-ins. <laughs> oh, yeah. I did that the first time round, Printing everything out. Oh. Putting it in a folder. Handing it in at the uh, at reception for some reason. Ridiculous. I don't. I think it was because like that was like the formal submission place, rather than just handing it into our tutors. We had we handed things in at reception, and they gave us like a little receipt. Yeah. and then our tutors would walk down the one flight of stairs because our room was directly above. Like my my tutor's office was immediately above the reception, so they would walk down the flight of stairs, collect the box of folders, and go back upstairs again. Like we could have we could have I done feel that like for we could you. Have given this in here but then i think i guess that that way everyone like reception is like a central place and it's like the mm. timestamp and also there's always someone there there's, there's always awesome. someone in there uh i you know people are like man i wish i could go back and do university again out of like i wish i could be young and like rather than free no i would love to go back and do my undergraduate degree and work really hard oh yeah i have you know what you know what that girl needed a work ethic um Uh, youth is wasted on the young yeah i mean not i mean but not because i'm like that's not what that means but like the opportunities of youth are wasted on the young like i could have just the oh man anyway it's fine i got a degree i wrote a one very good essay and some fine ones my final essay was uh, truly i didn't do a dissertation because the york english department is She's, she's I find it following mind-boggling following that you path. did an English degree and didn't have to write a dissertation. I had to write three final, instead of a 15,000-word dissertation, which like the history department did, I wrote three 5,000-word essays. I also find it really interesting how much dissertations and things like that vary from oh. institution to institution. And not even like institution, pro- just like program to pro- like, like department to department. Yeah, like from doing one course in the same college, in the same within a university, so like an, in a much more narrower field. But like my BA, we had to write 8,000 words for registration, but we also did a, it counted for 10,000 words because we also had to do a seminar which made up the, the 2,000. When I, we were doing our final pieces for my master's in the Facebook group, somebody said, uh, how many, if you put a picture in, how many words does that that count? It's like how many words is a picture worth? And I wrote, Oh, I think it's a thousand because a picture is worth a thousand words. Anyway, thousand it turns out words. you do not make jokes when people are worried about their dissertation word counts. People were like, "A thousand—that's loads!" And I was like, "I'm so sorry." I, I were no pictures worth a picture counts a, for no worse. Worth... <laughs> like a picture's worth, unless you put a if you put a caption under it, <laughs> it counts for the amount <laughs> of words. Unless in you the have caption. tried to um, scam your thing by doing a screenshot of some other words you have written and putting it in. In which like, case, is that, a picture is that, like <laughs> academic misconduct. Please I go. It's just see like the most I cannot. Like, you can't. I, you know, you give me the chance to make a, a dumb joke. <laughs> uh, how did they get to an MA level and not know that pictures didn't? Well, have... I think in what? some places, if you put in an illustration, because like because sometimes it was it it's along the lines of do I quotations could, like... count towards your word count, and if you're using a picture as an example, does that an equivalent? And I thought I'm just going to make a dumb joke. I have never heard so, that in my life. We did very different academic subjects.
1: Whereas <laughs> at my
0: degree, we're like, I'm just going to put in uh, 20 pages of Pride and Prejudice to prove a point. Can this count towards my word count? Thank you very much. So uh, yeah, I f- And then I find that interesting that some like the, the history department at York had to do 15,000 words because I'm writing only 17,000 words for my, well, not only, but I'm writing 17,000, which is only 2,000 more than that for my M.A. That sounds... 15,000 sounds quite high. Wait, where is she? Maybe it wasn't... No, I think it was 15, but then I did 15 for my MA dissertation. Yeah, let's just text our cousin who's just done a history degree degree at York. (laughs) Be like, sorry, we just want to check. But then they can... Like, um, I lived with two history students in my third year. um, Kate and Laura, love you so much. Uh, But they... Like, I took one exam in the entirety of my degree, and it was in Latin. So you know you see how much the english department cared about mm-hmm. exams whereas they were taking history exams all the time including open book ones which they would bring home and do for 48 hours um those were fun times to be in the house because uh mm-hmm. they were mm-hmm. working incredibly hard and for 48, for 48 hours. hours and um me miss i'm going to i play a monday where you open up every program you want to watch in the week on a monday and just work through them Uh, probably I didn't do that. But yeah, they were doing exams. They had like long dissertations. We were like, you only have to write for 5,000 words, but you have to come up with three separate arguments. I don't even remember what one of my final courses were. I did Dickens and I did Shakespeare. And the Dickens one, I had the flu. And the Shakespeare one was amazing. And the third one, I couldn't tell you what it was on. (laughs) Absolutely no idea. (laughs) I have no idea whatsoever. uh, I have not sat an exam since I did my A-levels. And I'm okay with that. I love that for you. Uh which is ironic, because actually I do much better in exam well, I did when I was doing when I was A level age, I did much better in exams than I ever did in coursework. Like my GCSE's exams like tens across the board. Tens <laughs> like, tens. Course coursework. Well she tried. Um I don't know what it was. Just bizarre. I got a first in my, my one and only exam. But um that was because it was uh Latin to English translation. And as I have said for many years, to people, um, you don't have to learn Latin. You just have to learn the English translation because you know what the texts are. <laughs> yeah, it didn't. I didn't. Someone you know once like complained that you didn't know Latin, but you just like learnt the words or something. Yeah. To which like yeah, it was on a yes, was on, well done. It was on a first date. Someone up. complained that I cheated, and I was like, well, technically, it's not cheating. It was a badly designed exam, which was the. Also, um, I would argue that if you've. Uh, so arguing that um, it's not you don't know Latin because you've just learned the translation. It's like yes, well done. You have summed up learning things. <laughs> like that's what exams are. You learn the knowledge and then you use it in the exam. No, What's, but I hadn't learned. I had what, what each Latin word meant and the grammar. I had learned enough lat. I had learnt the Latin as a prompt to teach me the English. Right. So over the course of my Latin modules, you say translate. You translated a certain number of texts. And then they would have portions of each text on the exam and you had to only translate several of them. So I worked out how many I would have to learn. Right. And in 27 hours, I learned all the English translations of enough to pass the exam and I got it first. Okay, so you did the grammar in, you translated it into English, did the grammar bit in English and then... I mean. Am well, so, out? like, I only, we did the translations over the course of two years. So I had all these written out translations. right? And then I worked out, they would tell you, like, this is this section of Latin. And I knew enough Latin to be like, that word says that. So I know that it is this bit of the English. Oh, I see. So then you could just write <laughs> yeah. it out there. Yeah. Well, how that's... do you think I have any I'm qualification so... in ancient Greek? Did I, do I know ancient Greek? No. <laughs> so I've said many times. So we took three exams for my ancient Greek AS level. We did two literature ones on which I got an A and a B. And we did a language one, on which I got an E. (laughs) Because I did not know any grammar or (laughs) vocabulary, which are the two things you need to know in a language. It's pretty much all of it. True. But then if you're doing a language like, oh, I don't know, ancient Greek. Well, maybe that's not a good example, given that you've just told us how badly that bit went. But like Latin, where it's not like French or German, where you have to do like four separate exams to show that you can read, write, listen to and speak. Right. Like, you don't. No one speaks Latin. All you have to do is be able to translate it, which you had done. And the whole point of exams is that you can pass an exam. Like, studying for exam. Well done, man, on date. You have. You have. Ex- you have sussed, you've, you've finally, you've blown the lid why wide you open. This one? You've worked you've, you've worked out that exams, people studying for exams know how to pass exams. Right, because that's the thing, is that I, uh, it, that's why I say, like, it was a badly done exam, because if you can do it, if you can pass a Latin exam without learning Latin, that, okay, first, I mean, sure, it, it's a bit of a scam on my part. I'm not going to be like I'm a genius. Oh, I don't think it but is. Like, I was like I can't I can't learn this much Latin, but I can learn. Nobody huge speaks huge swaths of English text for a short amount of time. Hey, I tell you what, you could do if you can if you can learn Latin by rote, you could um, you could impress uh, impressionable journalists and you could become prime minister of the United I was States. Say, I mean, I do. Then then for my for my A level Latin, I had by this point I had learnt my lesson because I did my AS at the time I did my GCSE what what was what was my teenage years anyway anyway I'd learned oh it does actually help if you know the grammar so I learned Latin grammar but then I didn't take any more Latin exams for another three years and I was like well we're gonna have to deploy the old tricks Rosie I, th- I think that's I think that's fine. That's how that works. I put it into practice by playing Medea earlier in the uh, the year, and that was ostensibly a series of monologues. So I had pre- put, got the old brain prepped for learning huge chunks of um, text and immediately forgetting them. I don't know a single one of those monologues. Um, I cannot help you at all because I went to a school that only offered French and German. Fair enough. So I feel like we've just talked for we've talked for like fifteen straight minutes about exam technique and i can only apologize like the the world is like the <laughs> new people the, have no intention of taking any exams anytime soon the world order is like on its head and we're like so here's how you pass an as greek exam um
1: <laughs> without geez, speaking
0: Luke. as level ancient greek i think i remember uh logos means word and pool means uh gate ah Anyway, uh, my sanity is being held together by Springwatch and rewatching Drag Race. So, have you watched Joan? That would help. Oh, maybe I should just rewatch Joan. And then you made flapjacks, so we can flap my jack. Obviously, as I went to write it into Needle and Fed, I wrote flap and then started to write m, and then I was like, no, <laughs> wrong section, <laughs> different thing. So I've written flapjacks. Uh, spoiler alert: this great, great, great stuff. Yeah, uh, uh, Springwatch is very good. Um, they have a, a, a mindful moment where they just show you a clip of nature with nature sounds and no talking or music. That's nice. Oh, that's really good. Yeah, I mean that's, that's, that's kind of it. I went to the allotment yesterday. I hadn't been for two weeks because of the aforementioned essay writing. And that was that was nature, but it was also like the worst it had ever looked. Oh, and I was just like oh no, it's all gone terribly wrong. <sighs> it's all gone terribly wrong. So there was that. I'm um, sort of so, sorry to hear that. Yeah, glad I hadn't taken any plants with me to uh, to put out because there was no room. There was no room because the weeds were growing. So yeah, people who say like being outside in nature is is like good for you and calming are mm, liars. Not you, because you are out in nature just kicking weeds. Like <laughs> die, scum. Start with my with my shears. So yeah, that was that's kind of what I've been up to, and trying to keep an eye on the old, the old news and events. Uh, I can't remember a single thing I've done, and now all I can think about is exams and essay writing. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm like, have I done anything? I'm like, hey, do you remember that essay you wrote? Um, no. So so I mean, my life's just kind of like pootling along, and yeah, trying to keep up with the news. Uh. Shall I do a song? Let's you you do a song, Jessica. You do a song. Yeah, that that might be one of the most like um, I was going to say rambling. It wasn't a rambling intro. It's very specific. It's just it very was specifically, specifically off topic. <laughs> off topic. <laughs> um, mostly covering things that happened. 15 years ago. Yeah. Also, I'm pretty sure I've told that story on the podcast before. Um, oh, probably. I've definitely told I, things multiple I, times. I need to make clear. Very little new stuff going on in this brain. Um, so uh, there are no new anecdotes. Uh, and anecdotes are my favourite thing. So you're only getting an repeats. Uh, do a song. Okay, do a song. My song is... Um, so last week, the uh, original London cast recording of Amelie, the musical... Oh, yeah. It's not called Amelie, the musical Emily, but the musical Amelie! Um, exclamation which, point <laughs> uh was released uh, so that's very exciting, uh because previously only the Broadway one was on was available, and that it's a very different production yeah. and a very different sound, and like some of the songs are different, and it's worse it's yeah, like i just i think although well, it does have philip pursue in it right it does have philip pursue in it like it's 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 a it's a good album but i think the 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 uk tour slash london one is better a better production um, so, yeah it was it's it's just it's quite a different production they so they used um act musicians instead of a band and a and the cast singing so the instruments are slightly different and it's just it feels more parisian like yes there are multiple accordions <laughs> multiple accordions and violins and and whatnot and um, just it feels more like the vibe of the film. Mm. And just looking at like the set and stuff, it all looks just quite different. Yeah, so obviously I haven't seen the, the Broadway version. Um, but sound-wise, I prefer the London one. So anyway, so that was released last week. Oh, I know one thing that did happen last week, and I'll come back to that in a moment. Um, so my, my song this week is Half Asleep. Which is what I was this morning when we were supposed to be recording at ten. No, that's not true. I was actually asleep when we were supposed to be recording at ten. That's so, sorry. yeah. Anyway, half asleep. It's the first, uh, first song of the second act, and it's not. They this song isn't on the the Broadway uh, cast recording. Ah, okay. This is new to the the UK one. I am also gonna do a song because we do not have a main feature. Uh, that's true. Exam chat. No, uh, my song is "Every Day" by Buddy Holly. Excellent choice thanks um thanks no thanks i'm pretty pleased i would put this in what have we seen this week I mean, it should have gone in the intro it could go in what have we seen this week but nobody else can watch it because it's it's disappeared immediately immediately uh but one of the uh, operas that i did last summer oh yeah was streamed on they recorded it for uses like community outreach. So usually it's used in hospitals and schools and um, care homes and things like that. Um, But because the the season was cancelled for um, the pandemic, um, it should have been the opening night last Tuesday. Um, So they decided that they would, um, for one night only, stream um, Unballo and Mischera, which is um, about a masquerade ball and the assassination of King Gustav III of Sweden. And um it actually was broadcast um on Wednesday night so that they could observe Blackout Tuesday. Um so it was moved. Uh but uh yeah, so on Wednesday night that was uh, broadcast. And it was very exciting because it had my name in the credits. That was pretty cool. I didn't watch it but you sent me a picture. I sent you a picture with Look I'm Famous. Um so but because of the the like the licensing around it and the fact that it's not a commercial thing and it was like it's usually used for sort of community stuff, it was just Yeah, I think they had, like, literally a couple of minutes at the end of the broadcast to allow for, like, lag or buffering and stuff. And then it disappeared immediately. Uh, So, sorry no one could watch that. (laughs) But, you know, my name was on the telly. Kind of, on YouTube. Which, you know, I could do myself. You watched on a telly? I watched it on a TV, and my name scrolled past, like, credits. Head of wardrobe, thank you very much. Snacks? Snacks. Oh, God, that was... (sighs) No, no snake will lie over here. Um, <laughs> oh. Uh, oh. <laughs> that was, <laughs> that was a lovely noise. Uh, carrot cake with cream cheese frosting. Oh my god, amazing! Our mother made one. The the oh. the cake and scone and biscuit situation in this household. As soon as one That's ends, another one appears. Oh. I mean, some some people have managed to get flour. By the sounds of it, yeah, we had um, two Snow sixteen kilo f- bags of flour delivered yesterday. Yep, there's no flour in south-east London for not even for any money. Well, bad luck. Um, I'm gonna go with a good old fashioned flapjack, which I've definitely had before, but I made yeah, some. Yeah, this is the problem: is that every time I, I oh, you sorry. know, I'm not I'm not out here on the new frontier of snacks. I eat the same thing every. My, our parents are learning that I do eat fruit, but very specifically. I eat jazz apples, bananas, and red grapes. And jazz I, apples, yeah, really? and and I consider this a totally reasonable because I eat a lot of vegetables as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. But it means that if there aren't jazz apples, I won't eat apples. Uh, and it's kind I of see. it's annoying to cater for. So I was like, well, it's I fine. See. I eat fruit, but I'm just set in my ways. I need to see if Marks have run out of apples. Yeah. Oh, I put my I went to pick up one of the apples. I think I've got one left. I went. To, I, it looks like I have two, but I in fact, I only have one because I went to pick up one of them, and it's obviously like perished. It's done that thing where it's perished from underneath, so the top looks oh. normal. But that um, but it wasn't squidgy. It was like no, it was soft, but this like it was obviously mm. like still Why? whole. So oh. it was just so it had like like a like a a water balloon type. Consistency where, like, Jessica, this, no, it didn't, it like it held it so it, like it bounced back. Whoa. It held Whoa. it, so, and I went to pick it up. And I that is the sound I made because I was so surprised. It just went, oh, It's like, nope, guess I'm not having an apple stairs. Like, you could eat the one that's like right next to it, and it's fine. It's like, nope, not right now. I'll come back to that one. So, yeah, sneaky, re- weird, rubberized apple. I'm so confused. Needle, and fed, fed. am fed. I made flapjacks, it's so nice. Can I can I have can I have one? Uh, no, because I've counted out the right number for days. I'm gonna need to make some more on Saturday. <laughs> also, I, could, I love that. Uh, I well because otherwise I'd be baking like all the time. And also it means that I don't eat them all in one go because I could eat them all in one go. Yeah. So I usually do that and like you can have two pieces of whatever I've made a day. The brownies are good in the that I make in the tin, but I don't have in, I don't have any I don't have the right ingredients for those uh, because I can cut them into. However many pieces it is, I usually get out of it, and it means it lasts until the following. That's right. I think I get I get like eight days worth of brownie, and then but then you can like by the end of it, obviously like you can put them in the microwave and squidge them up and have them for puddings and stuff. So I only get a week max out of them. I'm very reser like I'm very restrained. Hmm. Also made one of my um, amazing casseroles on Sunday. Yeah. Got really into making casseroles, team. I don't know where this came from. And, like, it was, like, a really hearty casserole dish full of stuff. So I'm going to gonna get at least five servings out of it. I'm not one of these people that's bothered by eating the same thing every day. No! If I've made something, that's I'm gonna fine. I'm going to keep eating it. I've got five portions of casserole. I shall have casserole for five days. I'll put yeah. different things with it. But, but no, I'm not fussed if I have to have it every day. That's fine. Also, um, it was amazing. So maybe yum, yum, yum. Like, don't do yourself down, you know cook yourself something that's delicious and then you'll have it every day um so knitting yeah the 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 old uh, finished object train has really come to a screeching halt um the the sides and stripes uh that was a third too big i ripped out and then i've re-knitted and i'm now in the body but because i'm doing it um on uh, correctly sized needles to get gauge but i've gone from four mil to a three point two five mil needle which is three sizes down so obviously it takes a lot longer wow because height wise i'm knitting to a certain length and i get less height for each row Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. so that seems to be taking an infinite amount of time and then on the meantime i'm doing our knit along project for the shop which is drakenfels which is a shawl and that is uh that, that is making quite a lot of progress um, but I'm now knitting on two projects again, which was I was not doing, and it's confusing, and I sort of don't want to finish it because it's a knit-along, and I'm, quite enjoying, I'm kind of enjoying the knit-along. But yeah, what, I'm doing yeah, loads yeah. of knitting, um, and uh, yeah, it's fun. It's a little stripy, well, it's got a big stripy shawl. we um, got garter stitch, three different colours. Uh, my colours are bright pink, petrol, and lime. They are quite something okay, to look yep, at I, I can see it i can see it um yeah so i'm doing that and then uh uh other projects don't know but i did spend sunday putting my tapestry my cross stitch sampler in its frame so that that is ready to go so i've now put about three hours work into it and um i'm nearly ready to do the first cross start oh, jesus <laughs> <Don't>... <laughs> and i spent all of time team which had several breaks in it because your all four situation was oh, God. broken. Um, it's shocking. So I had to do a, sew down the center line in a contrast color. And, the, uh, and I did that and I was putting in the frame and I was like, well, with the bottom here, this line is definitely not in the center. Have I really messed up? And then I looked at it and I, I measured and it wanders a full inch, but it's because the linen isn't cut straight. Mm-hmm, so that mm-hmm. I did pick a center line at the top, but the linen is on the wonk slightly. So it, over the course of forty inches, it wanders. So ev- the warp and the weft. The warp and the warp isn't straight; it wanders to the weft. I'm going to have to every section recenter it, which I think will be fine. I don't think it's going to be could a big problem. Could you, without seeing it, to envisage exactly what you mean? How many times have you already done the center line? Because I know you did it. I've done it one and, and a half times. Okay. So I was going to say, could you pull it out, flip the linen over, do the lightest of pencil lines with a um, steel rule? And then do, sew down that one. Sew along that. I mean... So that when you flip it the right way out, out, out you can't see the um, pencil, oh, flapjacks on the brain. You can't see the pencil, but you can see the tack that you've put through. I mean, I could do that, but I've already sewn it into the frame, and that took Scrap Heap Challenge. Yeah, don't do yeah, that. Yeah, to be though. honest, I can't be asked um I'll just do it every section it's in so many str- like cuz it's a sampler it's in different blocks so every time there's a new block I'll just refine the center oh okay well do that then but that's it is a, a bit of a bugger um I have um I have lots of plants ready to go to the allotment that's nice um I've got on my windowsill it's getting very difficult to close the blinds on my windowsill from warp to weft. no from left to right I have and that's by the way uh just in case anyone is curious how you know which way up a bit of fabric goes, the weft goes up and the, the walk goes up and down and the weft goes from weft to white. So I have um peppers and I have celery and sweet corn and mini sweet corn and basil. That's probably gonna stay on the windowsill mm. and leeks and four different kinds of summer squash. I have um like dark green um Courgettes, I have yellow courgettes I have courgettes that are like a pale green with a pale yellow end, and I have patty pan, and then I have um tomatillos, and I have four different types of tomato. Let's see if I can get all the right names right. Okay, so I have Black Russian, which are like kind of they're not beefsteak, but they're quite big tomatoes and they're like kind of dark and mottled and they're really nice. And I have Super Roma, which is like a small red plum tomato. And I have Alicante, which is like it's just a small round red like saladette. And then I have Ildi, which are little yellow grape tomatoes. Um, and they're delicious. They're really nice roasted. They're really sweet. And then in the next room, on the because ne- I ran out of room on the windowsill, <laughs> because then when you pot everything on, the pots take up so much room. So then I have and then loads of old cut down um, tetra packs. I have. Three different types of winter squash. I have butternut and honeyboat and um, hooligan. Hooligans are like the little tiny... They look like tiny baby pumpkins. Mm -hmm. Um, Honeyboat, I think, are like a cream and green sort of striped affair. And butternut squash is obviously butternut squash. And I also have some lavender. So that's the plant situation for the, the fed and the sewing S-O-W and I have two pots also of sunflowers but I only sewed those on Friday so they haven't come up yet because I sewed some before and they got eaten by slugs immediately devastated (laughs) you need to get those like hydroponic uh, or not even hydroponics but like those those um, level shelves of uh yeah. Planting so that you can get more on your not on your windowsill but like indoor um, planting. I stuff. either need a um yeah, what well, I need a shelves in front of the window. <laughs> I need I need greenhouse staging. Yeah, but like on the window. Oh my god, I could get greenhouse staging against the. So my living room windows are um, I have four. They're four windows wide, and each window is two two panes high. So there's a like a you know a bar that runs across the middle. I could get a shelf level with that. And I could put things on there. I yeah? know, oh, but then I wouldn't be able to close the blinds. Terrible idea. Um, yeah, let's workshop that, where I could get a green stalk, which are like stackable towers. Really yeah, I think that's kind of what I meant. am those. Like when, when you see people doing urban farming on mm-hmm. Country Fire, and mm-hmm. they're like, we just have them all on different levels, and they're angled, so they get the sun. What have we seen this week? What have we seen this week? Oh, also I did an embroidery, but that's fine. It's got cats on it. Um, yeah, has, yeah. uh, so so uh, YouTube love it, favourite mm-hmm. um, I've been watching loads of Bernadette Banner's sewing videos oh, lovely. Uh, I've kind of gone back and started watching her old ones as well, I've started watching them in the living room and now the whole family watches it and we all watch Rachel Maxie, um redo her sunroom which was extremely fun. Oh, that sounds really um, nice. And uh yeah, and then when Serena does her dressing history videos, we all watch that together. So I was sort of slowly introducing our parents what to um uh my crafty sewing women on YouTube. <laughs> Excellent. Um I have well the first thing I have written on my list is Amelie. I think we've covered that. Um, so the second one is flat my jack I'm leaping out the window the second, <laughs> second one is obviously flat my jack um, we mentioned Joan earlier as well she can go back in the list um so uh Katie Lane who makes uh, the lavender and leeks youtube um and the little purple podding shed uh, podcast that started um, a couple of months ago that she does with her dad has just started the first episode of a new series that she's doing as it's on lavender and leeks but it's called lavender and loops and it's all about knitting, ah! so that that is right up your strasser. Oh strata. my god! Um, so she's made herself a little knitting nook in the corner of her room, <laughs> um, with a little armchair Holy and a little. Man. You should you have know, warned the, me. The, the, the little IKEA trolley. I nearly texted you about it last night, and I was like, the oh, little no, IKEA three-level trolleys? You know the little IKEA three-level trolleys. And uh. She's got a little little shelf with hooks on to put all of her makes on and stuff, oh. and the trolley to put her tea on and things. I'm gonna um, have a cry. And she's uh, sharing all of her. I don't, know, I don't know why this has hit me so hard. Oh my god, I'll tell you what what, um, I, what I've seen this week. What what have you seen this week, Crazy? What have you I seen? I don't think this week? I don't think we've recorded since the um the first proof of my book arrived. Oh my goodness, I don't think we have. Oh my greyhounds. Uh this should have gone in needle and fed slash the intro, but obviously I was too, too busy talking about ancient Greek. Um Obviously. Quick question. How much is is the book here all in English or is any of it in, a, in an ancient dead language? Um I could neither confirm nor deny whether my education was actually worth anything. It wasn't. Um, I love it when people come into the shop and they're like, so did you do this? Like, Did you do textiles or business at university? And I was like, <laughs> no, I have an English no, degree, degree. I didn't earn. Um, uh, uh, my book is coming out on August the uh, 6th or 8th. Can't remember off the top of my head. And it's called, you'll be able to knit by the end of this book. And I have a copy of it and uh, didn't know it was coming uh so this post arrived and i thought it was some stock i'd forgotten i'd ordered then we saw it was from hong kong so i assumed tara who's my best friend who lives in hong kong had sent me a present um and uh, now i'm disappointed because i hope that she would send me a present <laughs> i was like well now now i've got my hopes up uh, it was actually the, the the first copy of my book Hooray! so that's quite cool i mean to be fair running a knitting shop is what is anyone really doing with their english degree well right yeah. exactly um so that's, that's that maybe we did talk about it. I don't remember I don't really know time is a construct so I don't remember I can't remember when we last recorded uh, you definitely talked about it on Instagram live for the that's show, what the I'm thinking shop, of and I think that's because yeah um, uh, but another actual recommendation is an amazing Instagram uh, account called Hill House Vintage um, which is a lady called Paula who lives in Norfolk and um, it's quite cottage core. Which mm-hmm, is mm-hmm. a thing I like. Uh having read about it for the first time this week, there was an article in the New York Times about it. But Paula is this amazing woman who is just she's got this lovely uh detached house in Norfolk and she takes pictures of herself in her garden and she wears lovely kind of um new look style dresses. Christian Dior's new look, not like yeah, going not, out not in the, the early yep. in the late noughties um and like she just posts pictures of like the book she's reading a lovely book or she's um uh doing like she's got a tea tray oh she's fantastic and she's uh just a thoughtful um slightly older lady than a lot of influencers um yep yep i'm on her account now i've i i didn't recognize her name when you first said it but i have seen her right unfortunately i discovered it because someone was extremely vile about her online um uh well, more we'll for them because well, we've just. I know, and I was like, I don't understand. But anyway, her account is amazing, and um, I also on that note retweeted a thread which we'll um stick a link to, which is of uh, a thread of black-owned cottagecore businesses and creators you should be supporting, and it's people who make um, uh, candles and clothes and various things that are kind of that aesthetic. So that that is that is'll we'll, we'll share that um there was also a thread um I put together for the shop of black owned British yarn businesses um that I need to add to because some people are sending some recommendations and we'll share that um because there are some extremely Woo-hoo. yummy yarn and knitwear designs. oh my God this is amazing crochet cowl I want to do exciting we shall we shall retweet and disperse from all all accounts Do keep supporting black-owned businesses and creators always but especially at the moment oh my god i hill house vintage i just want to like have a holiday in her instagram feed i just want to curl up it it's so pretty <laughs> yeah, So I, br- I briefly stopped contributing because i was too busy scrolling through her account and her i know <laughs> and she just like all her like, all her captions just she, like oh, she's, she's really you just get like just a what a thoughtful kind person <laughs> oh my goodness uh, I have um, two so if you have access to BBC iPlayer or the BBC um, there is a show called A House Through Time which is yes. a history programme um, I think this is actually the third series I um, so I don't know, I've seen one series before but I don't know if it was the first or second um, so I shall see, hopefully whichever one I haven't seen before will become viewable at some point because it's a really interesting program um, so they uh, ha- basically it follows a house through time it's the history of a house and it, everyone who's lived there um, and uh, the the one I watched last night was which by astonishing coincidence you <laughs> were also watching I mean like, not only was it astonishing coincidence so we that uh, we're also watching what? it also is about a house in Bristol that was built by a slave trader Yeah. It was like incredibly prescient of the um, uh, of the BBC to broadcast this two weeks ago. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the the house this series is uh, is in Bristol, and uh, yeah, two two separate slave trade. One of them built it, and one of them lived in it. Yeah. So anyway, it's a really interesting program, and there are two episodes available. So I'm going to watch the next episode tonight while I have my dinner. And okay, so I was technically watching a house through time yesterday. However, as I went, as we sat down to watch it, um, uh, the magazine and YouTube channel Bon Appetit was falling apart in real time. So I was on Twitter, watched following that. Oh, God. Um, so uh, I need to go back and basically rewatch the first forty minutes of A House Through Time because I was on my phone. Yeah, that's those are those are good documentaries. Um, and he's worth a follow on Twitter as well because he's talking a lot about like why it's okay to throw statues into a harbor. Because the council won't do it when you ask them to take it down nicely. Um, also, I relate Elmo's dad explaining to Elmo what, what protest, is, protest is in a That's very brilliant. succinct and kind manner. And I also have uh, The Room Next Door, if you can bear to make yourself watch politicians just politicianing. Um, the Room Next Door is a YouTube channel um, run by a man called Michael Spicer. And the premise is that uh, he is doing kind of comms in the next room. So you kind of you imagine that they are wearing an earpiece and he is telling them what to say and he slowly unravels as he's shouting at them to stop saying whatever it is they're saying or to to or to try and make suggestions for them to dig themselves out of whatever hole they've got into. Um and uh yeah, basically it's sort of yeah, like that that classic thing that I've I've discovered I find really entertaining of people becoming um very irate. Like in a very controlled manner <laughs> for a very short amount of time. Yeah, I've just thought of something I should have talked about in the intro but to be honest, it's going to keep rumbling on. It's, it's just Denise. a nice thing. No, I can't. Well, let's just cut all... If we No, no I was going to say, like, will it save for the next episode? Yeah, well, I just wanted to talk about Drag Brunch and how we started a new season with new friends. Ah, oh, nice. It's really nice. We're doing season four. So that's me. And me. And Joan. And I'm Denise. <laughs> Uh, we will see you in I think we're going to go back to fortnightly episodes I I think we're going to go back to fortnightly episodes uh, because Rosie's brain ain't uh, you know time Um, but we'll see you in a fortnight okay bye hope not sporadically I forgot you had your new sign off (laughs) (laughs) okay bye thanks very much There are over 100 episodes of Rosie and Jessica's Day of Fun and you can hear them all in the podcatcher of your choice or at rosieandjessica.co.uk where you can also find show notes with links to everything we've discussed in this episode. We're on social media. Find us at facebook.com forward slash rosieandjessica on Instagram at ohmygreyhounds and on Twitter at the Day of Fun Show. You can also email us on hello at to support Rosie and Jessica's day of fun, become a monthly subscriber via our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Jessica, or kit yourself out in Rosie and Jessica t-shirts and tote bags from shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash Greyhounds. Enjoyed the show? Please rate and review us. We'll be back in a fortnight. Thanks for listening!